For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good morning, Blue Jays fans. Grab your cup of coffee and get ready because we have all your Blue Jays news here on the morning match as part of the bird watching game cast. So, rough loss for the Toronto Blue Jays yesterday as they had the lead after being trailing for a little while. Unfortunately, home runs will kill you, and that's exactly what happened for the Toronto Blue Jays yesterday as more or less they had a two man wrecking crew on the Boston Red Sox. That two-man wrecking crew is part of the killer bees for the Red Sox as Mookie Betts and Brock Holt end up uh, doing most of the damage against the Toronto Blue Jays as they count for five of their six hits and, and pretty much all their runs. So three RBIs by Mookie Betts on two home runs uh, pretty much sealed the deal against the Toronto Blue Jays yesterday. The Blue Jays, unfortunately... Lost this one, like I had mentioned, in the late innings. The second home run by Mookie Betts off Danny Barnes um, allowed them to not only tie the game, but take the lead, as the Blue Jays were at the time up 3-2 to two, and hoping to hold down the fort and get that little bit of extra insurance maybe in the bottom of the 8th, ninth innings. Oh, sorry, 7th and 8th innings. But um, anyways... Steve Pierce was batting in the leadoff spot, had two hits in his three at-bats, a run scored in an RBI. Young Irish Solarte started the party off with another home run, and this is when the Blue Jays looked like they were going to sweep the momentum out of the Red Sox sails and kind of run away with it. You know, that's what a Solarte dance party will do to everybody. Gets them all fired up, and he was definitely having a heck of a night. So Solarte breaks out of a big slump where he was like 1 for 20 or something close to that. This home run hopefully will knock him out of that. Funny thing is, the two hits in that span were both home runs. Anyways, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. had a heck of an uh, evening, a couple good plays in the field, along with a single that led to stolen bases and led to one heck of a dash home with his epic show hair flying all over the place as he sweep slided into home plate to avoid the tag. It was a great thing to see. Loris Gurriel Jr. continues to impress. He might only be batting 267, but as far as things go, he's not expected to be putting up giant offensive numbers. Been great up the middle at short and at second so far. It'll be very interesting to see in the few coming days here if Donaldson comes up from a possible rehab stint that he might be starting. We uh, might have some interesting uh, roster moves to uh, keep Loris Gurriel Jr. hopefully on this roster. I think his versatility and his actual lumber are going to only get better as uh, he continues to get some time under him. This is a guy that was batting almost 400 to start off the season in New Hampshire at the AA level. He was a, you know international free agent, who's, so he's, Blue Jays are definitely spending some good money on him. 
And he's on the 40-man roster already before the call-up. So this is one of those things, let's just bring him up and see what happens. I think that what happened so far is that he has earned a spot on this roster just as a depth player and a guy that can play one way or the other. So I think that is a key thing for the Blue Jays as we continue to rock through the season. Yes, they might now be 14-9, and nine, but that is still within striking distance of a you know, what would be a great start to get pushed toward the playoffs. So, the big story of the game, Aaron Sanchez, utterly dominant. Three hits. Unfortunately, one of those hits was a two-run blast. So, that's unfortunately how the ball rolls sometimes. Eight strikeouts and two walks as he looks just great. His pitches were moving all over the place, missing bats, a lot of late movement, just was baffling all the hitters in the Red Sox lineup except for Brock Holt and Mookie Betts. They only had one hit outside those guys, so that was a very, very, very fun to see. But unfortunately, like I mentioned, Danny Barnes came in and in his inning of work allowed two hits, which included the home run for the Red Sox to turn around this one and take the lead. San Juan O came in and finished up the inning. Solid. Didn't allow a hit. He allowed one base runner on a walk to get out of the inning. Tim Mesa would start the next inning and record two outs out of his three hit batters he faced. Struck out one and allowed a hit. Very good stuff to see from him. He's got really good stuff in that bullpen, and I really think that he can be a solid lefty arm for the Toronto Blue Jays. Ryan Zapera continues his, uh, his uh, role, picked up an out to finish off the inning that Mesa started. Then Tyler Clippard came in and pitched the ninth to keep the Blue Jays within striking distance. The problem was the Blue Jays' offense was not going to be scoring off of Craig Kimbrell. And for the second night in a row, it didn't apparently happen. Kimbrell was locked in, and Curtis Granderson wasn't at the plate. Maybe that was all the difference was. I have no idea. But either way, sealed the victory for the Red Sox and a loss for the Toronto Blue Jays. Down on the farm, the Buffalo Bisons. Everybody got off of a two an afternoon game and won this one five to two against the Durham Bulls. So, no Bull Durham going on here as the offense scored five runs against the Durham Bulls. Dalton Pompey in the leadoff spot, two two hits and an RBI as he continues to roll since he has gotten healthy and landed with the, uh, the Buffalo Bisons. <clears throat> Anthony Alford picked up a pair pair of hits in history at bats and an RBI and a run scored. Alfred has been getting off to a slow start, but I think he's finally starting to settle in, seeing some better pitches. But the big start story as offense goes, Reese McGuire hit his first AAA home run yesterday. Two-run blast. So, that was the big hit along with Tim Lopes having a pair in the ninth spot, pair of hits in the ninth spot. Ryan Barucki on the mound was solid, everybody. And this is why he is known for being a top prospect on the Blue Jays minor league system. Six innings of hard work, five hits, allowed just one run on a solo home run. And that's the only way that the Bulls were able to score yesterday is they scored another home run in the seventh inning off of Albuquerque. But seven strikeouts from Brian Barucki, along with only one walk. This is the kind of stuff we saw through for him all last season as his rapid ascension through the Toronto Blue Jays minor league system occurred. So hopefully this is him finding his footing and getting back to the things of the norm 
um, as he's had some up and down starts so far this season. I wouldn't say bad starts, but definitely um, didn't look as sharp maybe would be the best way. But he definitely was on his game yesterday as he just mowed down the Buffalo, the Durham Bulls for the Buffalo Bisons. So, win for the Buffalo Bisons. Next, we're going to move on to New Hampshire where the Vladimir Guerrero legend continues to grow. But New Hampshire Fisher Cats did lose this one to the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. Uh, walk-off fashion for the, Bumble, the Rumble Ponies as the bases loaded walk in the ninth would be the deciding factor for the Rumble Ponies and sealed the loss. So before that, just so you're aware, if in case you still for some reason are living under a rock and do not know who Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is, went three for four in this one with three RBIs, everybody. Just slightly ridiculous as he was lacing the ball all over the place to be able to score those runs. Bo Bichette was one of those guys he drove in. Two for five, had a double as well. And yeah, Bobachette and Vladdy are just the match made in heaven as far as the Toronto Blue Jays minor league system could ever bear at one time, I believe. And it's going to be one of those things that's going to be almost forcing the hand of the, minor, the major league brass, I think, to figure out what to do. I, I assumed that they were going to come into the, trip, the AA in the Eastern League, which is very, very competitive, and they were going to be challenged a little bit. So far... Vladimir Guerrero Jr. at least is making a mockery of it as he collected his 21st RBI of the season, which is now the new New Hampshire uh, Fisher Cats record for the month of April to start off the season. So, crazy stuff. Patrick Cantwell, two for five, solo, with a home run as well. The solo home run in the ninth put the, uh, what I was probably going to be the icing on the cake for the New Hampshire Fisher Cats as they t were now leading, or tied at four. The problem was, like I said, the walk ended up uh, being too much, and the uh, base-loaded deal pushed a runner home, so that's just what happens, unfortunately. Sometimes that's how the ball rolls, guys. So, on the mound, Nick Tepish had the start. Five and a third inning, six hits, allowed three earned runs, which included a home run. Five strikeouts, three walks, Dusty Isaacs got an inning and two-thirds of work, zero hits, two walks, and a strikeout. And that was pretty much it. Zach Jackson, unfortunately, had the walk at the end of the game to drive in the final run for the New the uh, Rumble Ponies. Excuse me. So, everybody, Deneen Blue Jays, before I get to the game... Reading on The Athletic yesterday, it appears that Mark Shapiro and the Blue Jays brass are putting the final touches on a ridiculous complex upgrade deal with the town of Dunedin. They're going to keep the ballpark exactly where it is in the suburbs, it sounds like. And if you have not had a chance to go down to spring training or even catch a Dunedin Blue Jays game while you're down in Florida, the area of Dunedin is great outside just outside of Tampa if you fly in you got to check this out it, it, even before everything happens it's a close perspective to a ball game that you just don't get many other places and this broadcaster slash writer hopes that if they do do all these renovations that they at least try to keep that small town on top of the action uh, feel to the ballpark it is almost a little bit of a time warp as far as 
going into modern day stadiums goes. It has that feel to it that, hey, this is something special. I hope they figure a way to keep that out. But the $81 million upgrade is going to be occurring in the semi to near future. Um, they didn't have dates involved in the article, but they're very excited about this opportunity that they have to create a year-round complex for Toronto Blue Jays players and anybody in the system, for that matter, to be able to work on their craft. So, good stuff coming in the near future for the town of Dunedin, it sounds like. And if you have a chance, check the article out on The Athletic because it was a very good read by Jim, by John Lott. So, on to the game. The Dunedin Blue Jays unfortunately lost to the Lakeland Flying Tigers. Uh, Lakeland jumped out really, really quickly in this one with a three-run first inning off of Josh DeGraff. DeGraff would end up settling in and uh, didn't allow another run until the fifth. But uh, that was, at that point, the damage had been done, and the offense just couldn't claw that last run together to be able to get the, uh, the win in this one. So DeGraff ended up pitching five innings, seven hits, four earned runs, one walk, and seven strikeouts. And what would I'd say? I'm going to say it's a resurgent start because after getting knocked down that quickly in the first inning, you would expect somebody to be a little demoralized. He kept in there and hung tight. So good deal for uh, Josh DeGraff. And I'm sorry that I forgot to do game one first, but this is game two yesterday as they uh, played a shortened game in seven innings. So we're going to go a little bit weird and we're going in reverse order here on the morning mash. And like I said, the offense just couldn't scrape that last run together. Logan Warmoth had a pair of hits along with Bradley Jones, who scored one of the runs. Ivan Castillo drove in one of the runs on a sack fly. And Benar Pinto. So, like I said, just not quite enough offense, even though the Blue Jays were able to grab seven hits in this one. Just what happens sometimes. So, on to game one, because like I said, I'm just going to do this like we're doing a back to the future thing going on here. So, game one, the Blue Jays were also uh, the losers as they were swept for the Dunedin, uh, the doubleheader. Lakeland won this one four to three as well. And Joshua Pasillos had two hits and two RBIs to account for some of the runs for the Blue Jays. He has been amazing out of the leadoff spot for the Dunedin Blue Jays. That 348 to kick off his season. He's been very exciting to watch. Bradley Jones had the other RBI on a home run, his third of the season, as he goes boom shock a lock everybody. And unfortunately, it was not quite enough for the Blue Jays to get the win in this one. Patrick Murphy, another decent start from him. Six innings of work, three earned runs while giving up six hits. Had a little trouble with some of his command at some points with three walks, but two strikeouts as well as Patrick Murphy continues to have a good start to his season. I've said it many times before, I any pitcher that can get me that many innings through and keep it with three, four runs should get enough for the offense to be able to turn around and work with. So three earned runs for him and that uh, Patrick Gallagher came in and unfortunately allowed another run for the Flying Tigers to be able to walk this one off in the seventh. So, doubleheader swept 
by the Lakeland Flying Tigers against the Dineen Blue Jays, but they did get the good news of the new ballpark and facility eventually coming. So, off to Lansing, where the Dineen, or the Lansing Lugnuts ended up destroying the Dayton Tigers to pick up their 12th win of the season. 13-2, folks. It's like I said, this might be one of the best offenses in the Midwest League as the Lansing Lugnuts just continue to mash everything. So, the story of this one, and I got to put this into perspective before I start talking about the game itself. All the Lansing Lugnuts starters recorded a hit. They scored a run every one of them, and only two of them did not drive in a run. That is just insane production. This is not just one person doing the heavy lifting. This is an entire lineup just jumping all over the pitchers in the Midwest League. So we're going to just go down the lineup here and just give you that idea of what is going on here. Chavez Young in the leadoff spot, one hit out of his three at-bats, scored twice, drove in a run, took two walks as well. Kevin Vacuna, one of the very few guys that recorded no RBIs, went two for five, but scored three times, everybody. That's pretty dang productive. So Kevin Smith in the third spot, three for five, two RBIs as he picked up a double as well. Casey Clemens, one for four with an RBI and a run scored, also walked. Kevin Large in the third spot, or in the fifth spot, two for four, RBI. Brock Lundquist, one for four, scored a run, no RBI. Chavez Hernandez, (coughs) one for two, RBI, two walks. Samad Taylor, two for four, two RBIs and a run scored and then Reggie Pruitt everybody one for two with a run scored and an RBI so insane production from this lineup and it was everything (laughs) that was going right Zach Logue was on the mound for the Lansing Lugnuts and reaped all the benefits of having a ridiculous lead everybody six hits one earned run three strikeouts and a walk is a heck of a way to support your team as they just continue to mash, but he had plenty of time in the early innings to go back and forth to the hill as the while he was on the mound, almost every run, actually every run scored <laughs> while he was on the mound in his six innings of work. Danny Jimenez would come in, pitch two innings of work, allow a run and three hits, three strikes. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.